0: A Royals legend called it quits the other day, so let's talk about it on this edition of Locked on Royals. You are Locked on Royals, your daily Kansas City Royals podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of Lockdown Royals on the Lockdown Podcast Network. As always, I'm your host, Jack Johnson. You can give me a follow on Twitter or X at J underscore 15. That's at J-O-H-N-Y-J underscore 15. You also can catch us on wherever you get your podcast. That can be Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts. We're on Odyssey. We're also on YouTube where you can follow us and subscribe. Our goal is to get to 1,200 followers by opening day. It originally was set at 1K, but we've already... Uh, smash through that. I think we're about at 1,060 at this point. So we keep getting new subscribers every day, and we are very thrilled about that. As for some of our sponsors today, our title sponsors will be FanDuel and GameTime. We'll have plenty more coming up on them throughout today's show. Uh, we had a full show yesterday. Uh, didn't have any slip-ups, didn't have anything I would have had to edit out. Uh, but you know with the connection problems we were dealing with that in Surprise Uh, They kind of made things wonky on us, and I got through an entire episode, 30 minutes, and nothing to show for it. I felt good about it. This is the exact same rundown that we were going to talk about yesterday, so I'm just having to repeat this, basically, which is fine. I know at the end of the day, it's on me. I got to get better about having the best possible connection, having the best possible setup, but I can tell you this with honesty. It is good to be back. I loved my time down in Surprise. It was awesome. But it also feels great to be up here in Kansas City where I've got a better background. I've got better quality, better audio. Uh, all of that makes me feel a lot better about putting on this podcast, which maybe at the end of it, when I go back through and you know get upset about things that happen on the podcast, sometimes things happen for a reason. Maybe the episode wasn't as good as I thought it would be. So I get a second chance. I get a do-over. Had to do something like this. And today, you know, back in the full swing of things, you know that I work in Kansas City at Sports Radio 810 WHB and ESPN Wichita and ESPN Kansas City. Had to produce and host myself uh, back to back shows today. And then I have a night show I got to run to on 810 uh, here in about, oh, 30 minutes or so. So after this podcast episode, I'm going to be flying back to the studio. A pretty chaotic day. But we always love it here in the sports world. You always love being busy because if you're not busy, uh, it's not as fun as you would think it would be. You like to have a lot of stuff on your plate, and that's certainly what we have with the Royals having their first game tomorrow. That's right. Uh, the Royals and Rangers will have a first pitch tomorrow at 2.05. You can listen to that on the radio broadcast. I believe it will be on 610 and MLB.com. First broadcast the game on TV. I know a lot of people have been asking me about Amazon Prime, the Valley Sports app. Haven't heard much on the Amazon Prime deal. I don't know if it will be done throughout spring training or before the regular season. I do know that if you have the Valley Sports app, same one you used last year, you can use that to watch the game on Sunday. That I can confirm, and that's where I'll be watching on Sunday. Uh, I can't remember who the Royals are playing on that day. I'd have to go back and and check that out. But if you do know, let me know in the YouTube comments, or just give me a text or a tweet on Twitter at underscore 15 Well, the news that we didn't get the chance to go into yesterday was about Eric Hosmer calling it quits a Royals icon a Royals legend somebody that uh, everybody can remember not just Royals fans back in the 2010 2010s uh, you go back and look at what Haas was able to accomplish the pressure that he had on himself the expectation that he had on himself it was like nothing the Royals fan base had seen since Alex Gordon Zach Greinke in my opinion there are four players, four players since 2000 that have been given immense expectation right off the bat, right from the get-go. These were guys that from the time they were 17, 18, 19 years old, they were given this pressure of you have to be a star. Not You don't just have to be good. You have to be a star. You have to be the face of this franchise. Uh, when Zach Granke was drafted. You know, he's seen as this messiah almost. Uh, He is going to be the ace. He is going to be the next great royal pitcher. And he ended up being that. Uh, But it was a lot of heat, a lot of pressure to put on a kid who wasn't even legally allowed to drink alcohol. Then you get to Alex Gordon. I always remember this, and I always thought it was so unfair. That Gordon, who was one hell of a college baseball player, gets drafted by Kansas City. And because he plays third base, he's given this pressure of, that's the next George Brett right there. That is the next George Brett. He is going to be an MVP winner. He is going to be a centerpiece, a star of Kansas City for decades to come. Gordo was fantastic. He was a great player for a number of years, but he wasn't George Brett. And he never lived up to that expectation. And I always thought it was dumb to put that on a guy who had never played at the big league level. You don't don't do that. A Hall of Famer, one of the greats, and then before this kid can even grab a bat and hit in the big leagues, He's got that type of expectation. It's unfair to do. And then I thought Eric Hosmer was the third one to really get that pressure. He was one of Dayton Moore's first draft picks. Uh, He was somebody that absolutely tore it up at every level in the minor leagues. And I go back to that day, 10 to 13 years ago. I know it was in that range. Was It 2011, I think, was when he debuted. 2010 or 2011. It was one of those years. Won't forget it because it was Oakland. That came to Kansas City. And the the asking price, the demand for tickets was unbelievable when Haas made his debut. And it was a huge deal. It was a massive deal because he was this prospect in a loaded system, right? Everybody remembers the 09 farm system of the Royals, the best baseball I'd ever seen, basically. So this was that first wave of everybody going, here's the guy. You know, we can talk about. Mike Moustakis, Johnny G of Attel. I mean, Salvi wasn't even ranked that highly in the minor league system. Uh, You had John Lamb. Uh, You had Mike Montgomery. Uh, You had Jayco DeRizzi. You had Will Myers. Will Myers was that centerpiece. But, of course, Will Myers gets traded to Tampa Bay for James Shields and Wade Davis and Elliott Johnson. But Haas was the guy. He was the homegrown guy. And here he is with this immense weight of expectation. Now, before I go any further, you're probably thinking, well, who's the fourth guy? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Who's the fourth guy? Well, it's Bobby Wood Jr. Bobby Wood Jr., from the time he's 18, 19 years old, is, all right, here's the guy. Here is the star. Here is the centerpiece. Here's the MVP. And so far, he's already gotten some MVP votes, more than Hosmer ever got, more than Gordon ever got, more than Granke ever got, or Granke might have been in one of those Cy Young years getting a couple MVP votes. But Bobby Wood Jr. is one of those guys Uh, since 2000 that's gotten that level of expectation. But Hosmer, of course, has this this big, big ovation as he comes to the plate. And he draws a walk. I remember he drew a walk and he stole a base in that game. And then later on, I think it was that Sunday of the series, he just absolutely scorched uh, a one that was about 112, 113 miles an hour just ricocheted off the padding in right center field. And I, that was the first hit I ever saw Eric Hosmer have. I didn't see his, his first major league hit, but I saw the, the first, wow, uh, this guy is truly going to be something special. And then he goes through the sophomore slump. And then he kind of becomes this face of a Royals team that was on the rise. You know, Salvi, I've always said, has had this face of the franchise look. But Salvi was never as popular off the field as Hosmer was. Hosmer in the time that the Royals were getting to the playoffs, getting the World Series, he was this big piece off the field. Uh, when he was out in Kansas City, you recognized him. He had the big smile. He had the, the big hair. He's a big dude. I mean, he stood out. And he was always the guy the Royals wanted to promote. He was great with fans. He was great with media. And then as the Royals are making these runs, he starts putting together this iconic storyline of him as a baseball player. You know, you have the the 2015 playoffs, the big-time two-run shot in the ninth inning off of, I think it was Josh Fields, the dramatic game four against Houston. He's got the game six hit in the ALCS, the one that drives in Kane from first base. He's got the walk-off in the World Series, game one off of Bartolo Colon, after he made that brutal error in the eighth inning with Kelvin Herrera on the mound. It was just this beautiful storied career for a franchise that hadn't had many stars. And, and I would say this, Eric Hosmer was never a, a baseball star, like a, like a Mike Trout. He was never a Aaron Judge. He was never a Juan Soto. He was never, um, you know, on the pitching side of things, maybe it's a bad analogy, but like a Garrett Cole or a Justin Verlander. No, he, he never nationally had that type of power of, wow, this is one of the best players You've ever seen, but he was damn good for a number of years and he got paid. Now he didn't translate well when he got to San Diego and then things weren't working out. He didn't have the best end to his career, but in Kansas city, it, it was storybook to get a ring, to go to multiple all-star games, to be an all-star MVP. He lived up to a lot of those expectations that people set for him and, and good for him that he knew when to walk away. He's got something he's passionate about now. Uh, This is something we'll see a lot in the sports world as players, you know, creating podcasts. This one is called Moonball, I believe. It's going to be great to listen to. He's probably got a lot of great stories. He's charismatic. He's personable. And I can't wait to see what's in store with this podcast moving forward. in career without baseball, or at least playing baseball for Eric Cosmer. But I tip my cap on one hell of a career. All right, we're going to take our first break of the show. When we come back, I'm going to give you my lasting thoughts from Surprise, some takeaways I had and some thanks I want to give to some people that were down there. That's next on Locked On Royals. You are tuning to Locked On Royals and the Locked On Podcast Network. I am your host, Jack Johnson. Be sure to give me a follow on Twitter or X at JohnnyJ15. That's at J-O-H-N-Y-J-15. You can also look forward to some pretty good deals that we'll be giving you on FanDuel, who is one of the title sponsors today. Now, with FanDuel, get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. Bet on all your favorite NBA players and teams with quick bets, live same-game parlays, exclusive props, and more. Just visit fanduel.com slash locked on and shoot your shot. FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NBA. Well, of course, you can tell that we're back in Kansas City. Back in the comfort of our own podcasting chair. I'm not coming to you from an Airbnb room. Now, the house was phenomenal. Surprise was phenomenal. Weather was great. Baseball, of course, right around the corner. And we got an up-close-and-personal look at this team for the first time this season. And I'll be down at Kauffman Stadium plenty of times this year, uh, getting content, getting interviews, talking with guys. It should be a blast. We're, We're very excited about where this podcast can take off to for the 2024 season. But what I wanted to do was just give some lasting thoughts and some thanks to a lot of guys down there, because, you know, being in the sports media world, I think you always have to prepare yourself uh, for a lot of different things. Uh, you could go into a locker room, have one guy in mind, I want to interview this person and they may not be available. Uh, you could try to work with a PR team to to get an interview, line something up and it may not come to fruition. Uh, you can try to get the best possible audio and video you, you can have and, it may not work out. Hell, I ran into a couple of bumps and bruises along the way with just internet problems and and not having the best quality dropping a few times and and not being able to interview the guys that maybe going into that day I wanted to interview. But across the board, uh, what I always like doing, uh, and I have liked doing since working in sports, is give these angles, give these conversations of guys that maybe for a lot of people, you will only see on TV. You will only be familiar with. Watching in a Royals uniform, whether you go to Kauffman Stadium, whether you see them on the road, you're only going to get a a bird's eye view of them. If you will, you're going to get the fan perspective and me being a huge fan of baseball and loving this team and covering this team and and growing up in Kansas City my entire life. You know, that was something that always interested me. I wanted to know uh, who some of these guys were, what uh, their background was. You know, because I always thought it was funny in sports that, you know, from the time you're young, when you're growing up watching this game, whether it's baseball, football, or basketball, you put sports athletes on a pedestal. It's like they are different than me. They can do things better than I can. Whereas a lot of us, you just have the average Joe job. You know, I consider myself an average Joe. You know, I, I feel like I do my job and I do my job well, but there's a lot of people that do you know, and there, there's nobody that idolizes me for that. But sport that, sports athletes, it's an envious position, right? Everybody would love to play a, a game that they love and get paid a hell of a lot of money for it. That's a good thing about it. But you don't always view them as just people, you know. And that was the coolest part about surprises. these are just people. These are guys. And that's not to take a knock at them. Of, oh, they're just, you know, average and normal. Nothing like that. No, they can do something very, very well. Uh, They are special in terms of their athleticism. But when you get to talk with them just back and forth, whether if it's for a minute or or two minutes or three minutes or four minutes or 15 minutes, these are just people, too. They've got families. They've got lives outside the sports or outside of sports. And that is a cool thing to see, that you're only going to get this view of a fan of they're not talking to you. They're playing the game. And therefore, you can make up your impressions, your opinions of somebody because you don't know them. You don't know them personally. And I don't know them personally. Just because I have a conversation with them does not make me best buddies with them. No, not by any stretch. But I also think it's cool of of how you can interact with some guys and you're actually holding a conversation. I, I thought one of my revelation points and surprise was seeing a guy like Jordan Lyles down there. And Jordan Lyles, he knows about the criticism that he gets. But he's also... One of those guys that continuously stepped in front of the mic, stepped in front of the camera, and answered questions. And that, to me, shows a, a good character element of a person. You know, you can criticize an athlete. I'm not saying that, oh, just because they're a good guy, you can't criticize them. It's not that. But it also gives me a different lookup on some of these guys. It, it makes me understand the human part of this game, the mental part of this game. And the mental part of this game is really hard. Uh, and everybody knows that. You know, where, where it's easy for us, it's easy for me to be like, take that guy out of the lineup. You know, he can't be playing. You need to take Michael Massey out of the lineup or Kyle Lisboa out of the lineup. I'm done. I'm done. Put somebody else out there. Uh, you don't always understand the mentality behind it. Or why a coach is doing what a coach is doing. How hard a player is working. You know, how often they're in the, the weight room. How often they're taking BP. How often they're working and fine-tuning their craft. That was cool to see. Because for hours on end, I would sit out there and, you know, watch these drills, watch these practices, and watch these guys play. And I think by far and away, uh, the coolest thing about it is these guys seem very close together. These guys feel like they got really good chemistry. And I remember I said that in a handful of my podcasts down there in Surprise. The chemistry looks good. These are guys that want to be around each other. And I also, you know, saw a, a very much motivated group. And that kind of ties back into the how hard these guys are working, how early these guys were there. I mean, I I think three out of the four days got to the complex around, you know, 7.30, 7.45 a.m. Some of the players didn't need to be there until 11. Chunks and chunks of guys were in the cages before I got there. You know, there was one day, it was kind of a cool moment to see just cage was empty. It was early in the morning. Bobby Wood Jr. is in there with Alex Zumwalt. And Alex Zumwalt's you know, giving him pointers. It wasn't like they were trying to hide anything. It was just no music playing, just hitting in the cage. And that's the the behind the scene things. And I didn't want to sit there and take my phone out and video it. I know a lot of people would have liked it. But it's just one of those moments like you don't need to. He's not doing it to, to have the, the cameras on him or anything like that. And for a lot of these guys, they weren't doing it to have the camera on them. And, you know, for the people that set it up to Royals PR, Sam Millinger, um, he was great to work with, getting everything lined up for us on Sports Radio 810 WHB and for me personally, uh, being able to talk to a lot of these players. Uh, the, the great beat reporters down there that do fantastic work, Annie Rogers and Jalen Thompson, um, had a chance to talk with them a little bit. They do awesome work. They're still down there, you know, kicking butt with all the coverage and giving you all the the stuff that you need on this team. And that, I think... In a nutshell was the best part of it all. It was just how hard everybody works down there, how hard they work to make things work. And like I said, this is a game about winning. Okay, there's gonna be a lot of people listen to this and go, okay, cool, they're nice people. Everybody is is uh is going to try and make you feel welcome and comfortable. You know, Dayton Moore was big into that, so why should I care? It's not so much of a, oh, they're nice guys, they're going to win. Those players are very aware of the fact winning is going to solve everything. If they don't win, this is not going to mean a lick. You know, if if I keep covering this team, doing episodes, and this team's not good, well, guess what? The ratings are going to go down. I'll keep trying to give you the best possible episodes, but I'm sure that there are going to be listeners that don't care anymore because the team's not that good. But there was a lot of juice around camp. This is a team that's highly motivated. This is the team that knows what's at stake, and they like the pressure. They want the pressure on them. And you may say that's a 106-loss team. There's no pressure on them. You would think that. You would think that. But I think with all the talk this offseason, what they've done, they know what's in store. They know that they don't have that luxury of only winning 70 games and feeling good about themselves and patting themselves on the back. That'd be a 14-win improvement but it's not good enough by their standards. But again, what I what I really wanted to do was just give a big thank you to everybody down there. Um, Nick Capel, Sam Mellinger, number of people down there. Jake Eisenberg, uh, it was just a great crew. There's too many people to thank, and I'm trying to go off the top of my head. And and the players, coaches were great. Royals PR was fantastic. The The workers at, at Surprise Stadium were awesome. There was great college baseball going on. The fans that were out there, all just such a fun time. If you hadn't had the chance yet, go down to some spring training games. It's such a fun atmosphere and surprise. It's a great town, a great city to go and enjoy some baseball and just enjoy the atmosphere down there. Can't beat the weather, that's for sure. And I came back here and Kansas City had great weather, so I can't really gloat uh, too much about it. All right, before we move on to our final segment of the show, I want to give a shout-out to Locked On Sports today. It's here for you 24-7 covering the top sports stories of the day you can go and be the next subscriber and find it on all the free fire tv channels app again that is locked on sports today 24 7 coverage you can't beat that for our final segment i want to talk about john mcmillan who i had a chance to sit down with for just a brief amount of time on my last day in surprise that's next on locked on royals you are tuning to Lockdown Royals and the Lockdown Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jack Johnson. Be sure to give me a follow on Twitter or X at JohnnyJanderscore15. And find us on all the podcasting platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Google Podcast, Odyssey, and we're on YouTube. Just be sure to hit that follow button and subscribe. Before we go any further, I want to give a shout-out to the other title sponsor today, In Game Time. I have constantly preached about going to Game Time, buying your tickets there, opening day tickets. I still see a handful of opportunities left. For you to buy those tickets, I think the cheapest I saw today for opening day uh, for Royals and Twins, $32. So what do you need to do? Go use our code of Locked On L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, for $20 off. You just want to go by yourself, $32 ticket, shave off $20. There you go. You're going for less than $15 and can save some money on, on a beer and a hot dog. Uh, that, that sounds pretty good to me. Uh, so we've got that great code going for you. I actually was looking at concert tickets today. Fallout Boy. I'm a big Fallout Boy fan. Uh, They're going to be down in Fort Worth, Texas. Where did I go for the best deals? It was game time. They were showing me, you know, one ticket, two tickets, five tickets, 10 tickets, and where those best deals would be. So game time, they just make it so much easier on you. So here's what you need to do. Go and download the game time app, create an account and use code locked on for $20 off on your first purchase. Those terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N for $20 off. Download game time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guarantee. Well, the final thing I wanted to go over was the final interview I actually had down in Surprise, Arizona with John McMillan, and I really do appreciate the time he gave me because he was busy. He had a live BP that he was throwing. He had to go get loose, and you know, probably more so on me. I had a lot more time than I thought I did to go over there and ask him for an interview. And stupid on me, I caught him in the final two minutes that he was leaving. But I said, hey, if you got no time, No issues whatsoever. He's like, no, no, I I got a minute or two here. So just started rapid firing in some questions. And I wanted to make sure that I got his health in order. I I need to make sure that the most important question that everybody was wanting to know, is John McMillan healthy? Because I believe John McMillan can be this team's best bullpen arm if he's healthy. Now that is a big if. Uh, You know the lights out fastball is there. You know the power slider is there. The swing and miss stuff is there. Small sample size. Right, only four innings last year before he got hurt. But those four innings were elite. Eight strikeouts, no walks, only allowed one run, and it was a home run to the second batter he faced in his big league career. I mean, this is the guy that's got stuff in the minor league level. He showed that. He was striking out north of 15 guys per nine. I mean, it was ridiculous. Nobody could touch him in double-A AA and triple-A. In fact, I take that back. He didn't even pitch in triple-A. He made the jump from double-A Northwest Arkansas to Kansas City. So we know about the flamethrowing abilities. We know about how lethal he can be in the bullpen. But health is a thing that everybody's going to be watching for. Health is going to be the number one priority for him. And at the end of the day, uh, this is a guy that is always going to have those questions about the injury. Not because he's injury prone, but because of the the velocity. Now, you throw 100, 101 consistently, it's a lot, uh, a lot on the arm there. It's a lot on the elbow. Now, I think it was a lat strain that he was battling at the end of the year, but he told me, uh, so far so good and he had the chance to go out there and throw a live bp i had to hike it back uh, to the airbnb before going to the airport so unfortunately i didn't get the chance to see uh, that live bp but this is a guy that i think understands the potential that's there uh mac Retreo, i even asked mac Retreo about you know the upside to him and he was you know just kind of i think in awe of him as a player he's like look sky's the limit for him man I mean, you got that type of stuff that violent of stuff um that electric arsenal of a fastball and slider combination I mean the sky's the limit for a bullpen arm like that and whereas command was always the concern of well he's not going to be able to throw enough strikes look at somebody like a Josh Stalma when he was on and his velocity was at its peak you're looking at 97 98 99 100 at times even 102 maxing out McMillan can do the same whereas in that four-inning game four, uh, inning sample size, I guess it would be four-game sample size as well, the command wasn't really an issue. Uh, he really had good control of his stuff, and that's when I would have thought this stuff would be at at its maybe shakiest. You know, he's got the nerves, he's got the anxiety, and always happens with a young pitcher on the mound. Did not waver. And that's why for people going, well, maybe, you know, John McMillan starts off in A. He doesn't need to make that jump to Kansas City. Uh, yeah, he does. Uh, He is a guy that needs to have a spot in this bullpen, assuming he gets through spring training healthy. Because if he can get through spring training healthy, this is an elite weapon out of your bullpen. And not a lot of people are going to know about him yet. That's the thing. He needs to stay under the radar. He needs to be that guy like when Josh Stalmont was really dominating early on in 2021. It was, man, this guy has just wipeout stuff. Now, Stallmont couldn't stay healthy, and the velo started dipping. Hoping, and fingers crossed, that doesn't happen to John McMillan. Because if it doesn't, I think there is something in there. There, There is a, a special kind of player in there in John McMillan. I mean, I know they have really raised the floor of this bullpen. I know there are a lot of guys to work with. But this is the guy with the stuff. This is the, the closer type of stuff that you're hoping to have. To hoping to find. And when the Royals build a bullpen... It's not always with guys like Chris Stratton and Nick Anderson and will Smith that helps you out for the nap. but what takes your bullpen to the next level is having somebody like John McMillan and John McMillan has the stuff. he can be the guy. Health though is the number one priority although he tells me so far so good and I hope to hear a lot of the same throughout spring training Royals and Rangers tomorrow at 205 the first game on the Cactus League schedule and before we say goodbye, and gear up for a Mailbag Friday, which will take place tomorrow. And then since I didn't have the, the right audio, I screwed everything up for yesterday's episode, didn't have one, we will have an episode on Saturday morning. So uh, don't stress out too much about that. We'll have Royals coverage before their game on Saturday as well. Before we say goodbye today, want to give one last shout-out to Lockdown Sports Today. It's here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with all of that action. And you can find them – on all the free Fire TV channels app. Again, that's Locked on Sports TV today, 24-7 coverage. Go and subscribe. Tomorrow, we're going to have a Mailbag Friday segment, but until then, you take it easy, Kansas City.